Another episode of Neon Radio Podcast. I'm Reese. I am uh, the Hunter Dan. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Do you want to start again? <laughs> yeah. no, I don't care. Bingo, I'm Declan. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> it's, what is this? It's a bingo. Yeah, it's I know, a and bingo. I'm playing mine down there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too embarrassed to be like that guy. <laughs> That's his face, isn't it? It's a bingo. <laughs> So oh my funny. god he's a weird dude that's, yeah, a, that, that's, that's the point yeah. <laughs> he's so awesome uh this week we're continuing on with our quentin tarantino filmography run and we're up to inglorious bastards uh before we go into the review uh, we do spoil the film so go and watch the movie come back and let us break it down for you uh before we start a little information about the movie as we know the film is written and directed by quentin tarantino but it's based off an old movie called the inglorious bastards yeah 1978 i think it is mm-hmm. um and we also have the director of the film inside of the movie mm. he's the guy that's that yells fire as the place goes up in flame oh also his birth name is also used in the movie is it yeah golami golami oh okay ah, yeah that makes right. sense because he it is it's a lot not of his name as his director name but that's his birth name yeah right yeah mm. very cool yeah um, cinematographed by the one and only Robert Richardson. Uh, and music is composed by one of the greatest, Ennio Morricone. Mm. Uh, he would go on to compose uh, Tarantino's Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight uh, with one original work in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, he passed away sadly last year, mid-year. Mm. Rest in peace. Um, but let's get on with the review. Damn, man, you start this one off. Mm, Initial okay. thoughts on Inglorious Bastards. Oh, my friend. This is another great movie from the Tarantino catalogue. Mm-hmm. Has many uh, memorable scenes. Yeah. And just like any Tarantino movie, they're like, again, little short films put together, but they're really, really tight. One thing, I'm going to say one negative mm. this. I wasn't, again, I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. I, I start to lose interest in the, the cinema scene. Like all those cinema scenes, I just oh, okay. yeah, I just find them. I don't know. They're just so it's just a bit of fluff in it. Soshana, yeah, Soshana, um, Shoshana, Shoshana, yeah, Shoshana, Shoshana, yeah, Shoshana. Uh, yeah, but all the rest, man, yeah, I could watch forever. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. So by cinema scenes, do you mean just like just the her, end yeah, moment? Nah, just her whole her. So when she grows her. older, just. That her, her whole piece there. I just so the things with Daniel Brühl, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's fair enough. I okay. just thought, look, it's still good, but I just says I didn't like it. It's to me, it just felt like it was just getting bogged down with those bits. Right. Okay. Even though they needed it for, you know, obviously. The, yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. I wanted to see what you guys think. Declan, I'm pretty similar to you. I think this movie is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think this and Kill Bill Vol Two almost same sort of level for me. Like. Yeah, um, like top of his. I think this might be the top. I, I, I'm keen to get the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again, but this mm. is like mm. maybe when he was at his peak mm. with these two films. Um, yeah, that there's something within that cinema sort of section that you're talking about that mm. I think is 
something that he does in his later career and he sort of dabbles in his early career a bit where he starts to get bogged down in the idea of how much he loves movies and cinema and he starts putting it into his movies and it kind of like takes you out of the movie a bit because you're going oh this is tarantino telling us how much Mm. like he loves movies kind of thing but it's not it's not like it's not that bad that i'm sitting there going it's not really but it is something that he does yeah yeah and it's something that comes with the fact that he's so well liked and loved now he gets away with a bit Mm. more than he would have if he'd done that in his early career but that is that's a that's a real thing that he starts mm. definitely doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's that whole conversation with Daniel Bruhl and Melanie Laurent about old German films and old French films and stuff, which mm. is like it's kind of cool knowledge, but it's also like it's just above your head if you're not if you're not <laughs> up to scratch oh, yeah. on like French and German history yeah. of cinema. So, yeah. but I like this. The, the, you know, this movie. We're just like, picking. I'm yeah. nitpicking a hundred percent. This movie, like. I really, really like this movie. I think this one's really good. Yeah, it's solid. I don't, and I, it's, it's got less of what the, the thing that I had the issue with in Vol Two with the monologues. Oh, like I don't, yeah, the monologues yeah. don't bog this one down. They work within the context of the story and they mm. keep things flowing. And it's not yeah. just like a story, story, story. Stop. We're doing a monologue. It's like the monologue exists as part of flowing things forward yeah. and it works really nicely particularly yeah, in the Hans Lander's stuff Hans Lander as well as I actually think the bar scene the shootout with Michael Fassbender I think that's the best scene the Hans Lander scene is the one that's always referenced but I think that scene that scene in the yeah. bar is very cool can I just say to you yeah, how good. fucking tight my asshole was watching that scene anytime you, and every, you know what's you know like, what's gonna happen it's just that's 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 the scene uh, yeah. yeah like yeah. uh like I was in my bedroom watching this movie and my parents walked in, like my mum walked in and and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. For the last five <laughs> to 10 minutes, I've been literally like a tense ball, like just tension. Mm. She's like, why? I'm like, it's a fucking scene, man. It just keeps going. It's really good. And, and it just keeps going and it keeps keeps me just like on my edge. Mm. Every time you see one of the Nazis walk over, you're yeah. like, Oh fuck! Just leave. <laughs> just leave. I think, yeah. I think what's so popular about the first scene, it, even just the way look, the, the, the first shot, the movie opens up in that big landscape, the house on the left, I think the well on the right or something. Music. And here's just a little man just axing on this um, mm. thing. Just you could just pause that image and print it up and put it on your wall. Yeah. But I think it's more about, or well, from what I've seen as a you know past cinematographer, is that scene is just so technically lit. It's just so damn good. And it's directed. It's beautiful. It's the way he reveals everything. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a good scene, but that scene in the bar is all time amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. More, yeah. It's just for me, that scene is like, yeah. that's like him bottling up his Reservoir Dogs energy yeah. and putting it into Make that section. Yeah. I just think, I don't know, that one, the one in the bar for me is just... Mm crazy the tension in that scene is way more than the tension in the opening yeah. scene I think the, the tension in the opening scene thing. once you know that the Jewish people are hiding under yeah, the floor you know what's going to happen the yeah. tension in the bar scene I remember the first time watching that just going what the fuck is going to happen here man this is insane yeah, like, there's so many people yeah. involved there yeah. <laughs> one, one is like a one is I feel like the, the bar scene is more something that is a build up it's like shaking a bottle of Coca-Cola mm. you know what I mean and waiting for it to explode when the opening scene is methodical. Mm-hmm. He walks in, he asks the three daughters to leave. Yeah. Then later on brings in three soldiers. It's his whole yeah. character. Oh, I, get, I, get like I get all that. Yeah. I get all that. So yeah. both it's of them like, have their own... Char- it's a, and it's obviously yeah. building the character, yeah. Both of them have their own like uh, uh, drive. Mm. You know, and that shows just how good the film is. Mm. Yeah, there, there are parts of the movie that even I was like, you know, 
yeah, let's, let's move on a little bit. Mm. Let's continue on because what were those parts? Uh, it, it was more just it, it's two hours things in between. Yeah, like I do long. think I I love Mike Myers. I think he's a great actor, and I think he does a really good job in this because he take takes moments of him being very Mike Myers in in how he does things. Just bring it that little bit down, just a little bit yeah. down, uh, to make uh, it and a feeling that he's being dramatic enough. I find Mike Myers he over overacts. Yeah, but that's what I was it saying. Worked, it worked like, for this. It though. worked for this. Oh. Like it wasn't like he was he wasn't being groovy, baby. No, he wasn't. That. He was being he was pulling that back just mm. enough for this film. Because mm. actually, if you look at the movie, a lot of people in this movie overact, mm. like a lot. Um, so when they, it everyone overacts to, in Tarantino films yeah, in yeah, general, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. it, well, it's all about the cadence of the dialogue, yeah. and the dialogue yeah. is pretty much overacting. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that scene with Fassbender, if you wanted something that was a circle jerk about movies, that scene <laughs> with, <laughs> because, Tarantino, with with Michael Mike Myers and Fassbender. Yeah, that's it. That's that, a, that yeah. there, that there is how is what you're getting at which is like hey man you don't need to talk about film because most people in the audience probably don't know about what german and french cinema is yeah. mm. and they they don't really care so if you just well, say look, I, I i love movies and i'll i'll, I'll tell you right now i'll never know. in my life take the time of day to go back through the history of german and french cinema no and that's not, not gonna, just, i'm yeah. not gonna do it like, it's yeah, no, not gonna happen no. yeah well it's like i'd love to see, I, I would love to be able to do runs on uh japanese cinema or on certain like italian cinema just don't have time. No. <laughs> or, or like, I don't have the drive to do that. It's hard to in watch my older movies now too, to be like a lot of them. Yeah, it yeah. is. It just is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the easiest in this time period. It's easier to find them than any other time yeah, period. Yeah, that's true. But it's harder to, yeah, it's not easy to watch them. No. That being said, that, that's where the, they were the type of scenes that I felt bogged the movie down where where it's you're like okay we get it it's good but that but it just let's drive on to, to be fair though that scene it was only short as I'm not saying it's it a, like yeah five I'm not saying it's an amazing scene or anything but that scene with Fastbender and Mike Myers mm. takes place after a big release doesn't it um yeah I'm trying to think when I don't think before it before the bar scene. no it takes place when they find out that they're gonna go the the cinema's been swapped and that they don't know that the fewer's coming yet. Oh, okay. but, but they're the, going to meet up with was it after the, the head actress. smash the baseball bat scene the juice smasher yes it was but it wasn't after straight bear after the that bear, bear smasher bear juice yeah <laughs> the juice smasher wow the bear juice yeah bear juice yeah. um no but it takes place when no, no oh, right, right after yeah, it yeah. takes place right after she says this is what we're gonna do we're gonna burn the place down with that's right yeah no film. I think maybe that. In my head, I, that scene might have worked better if it had to come after a big set piece mm. and then we had the calm right yeah no it was right after she came in and said that the set piece I, then was the the um the diner yeah i remember i remember i remember, oh, I remember, yeah. um, I remember that, that being jobles yeah. i remember Jobles. being um <laughs> i remember being um in the cinema being like weirded out by that part because we were meeting like two whole new characters mm. without obviously you get context for it later but it kind of does yeah. feel a bit weird it, it makes sense for the film but the thing is is that it could have been shorter and gotten straight to the point because mm. we he could have just said you like german cinema don't you and he goes yes you have written two books and i would have been like okay mm. well i know that he's fucking versed yeah that's all i needed i don't need to know about you know the different i guess the idea was that he's having this conversation with this old man that's randomly sitting in the room to see how well he actually knows german cinema 
and mm. if he's relevant for the mission. Mm. But it just was like, mm, it's relevant. I, I, I would like to just continue on. Yeah. And there are scenes, you know, I think the bar scene's great. But there's moments in the bar scene where I was like, I want this to drive on as well. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was all in. <laughs> I was, I was like, let's drive this forward a little quicker. Let's make this a little, that's a, a little more concise. It's interesting so, to me that yeah. you want that scene to be more concise, but you were just like all about Kill Bill doing his monologues. Uh, with the monologues in his scenes, it's just I'm like, interesting. No, I'm, just, I'm not. I, that I, wasn't I a up, slam. I just, I'm just saying, like, I just find that interesting. Reaction, no, yeah. but I brought up, I brought up very specifically that yes, I did agree that there's a lot of monologues in Kill Bill, and I even said that. I would have cut one of the monologues. Mm. So, and but I said I would have cut the goldfish monologue and not the Superman monologue. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yes, I both both things I think are in their own right. They have their own little goods and bads. Mm. Um, but I do think you know when it comes to Kill Bill, I just think that it's both playful and really well well made at the same time, and that's where it's like. It's the turning. It's the turning point for Quentin Tarantino into something of like importance, which is this film. Yeah, I think a lot of people would is, argue that Pulp Fiction was that for him. I, from, I, I mean, no, that, yeah. I'd say that that's his most. Uh, that's his biggest achievement for changing cinema. Yeah, but I don't think that's his biggest achievement now. Watching these movies, no way, man. I'm not saying that either. But I think that like historically, most people like, probably most, say that. Yeah, everyone yeah. thinks Pulp Fiction Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was my little... But I just, I just think these monologues, it's just Tarantino being Tarantino. Oh, no, that is oh, yeah, Tarantino. Yeah. But I'm saying for me personally, the bar scene, mm. I literally have zero issue with anything in that whole right. sequence. Yeah, I like, loved it. I yeah. just think that is him at his finest. That's yeah. him doing that when... That's him doing the rubber band to yeah. absolute perfection yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, so, pretty much, yeah. Sorry, yeah. here you go. Oh, I was going to say, so I, I can, like I said before, I can just hear anyone just rattle off for an hour just talking shit for his movies because been... I just love it um, but yeah for this movie in particular I was going to go on it again it's just those cinema scenes was just too much like it was just mm. I just I just thought it was just there could have been another way of tightening that up because mm. it was I don't know it just didn't fit well for me I didn't mind the Daniel Brule moments and the cinema scenes but that's that's because with Brule mm. I found that he was doing this thing where he was really trying to honestly be someone that was genuinely nice mm. we know that that mask breaks pretty quickly by mm. the end but throughout the whole thing you're kind of on the ride with him you're like yeah. i kind of feel like this is a nice guy it's a shame that he's a fucking nazi i like <laughs> see i didn't get that because i just found him so needy and annoying that he wouldn't leave her alone i she mean clearly the, didn't want to be bothered by him by the second part yeah, where she's the, literally in the cafe because the fame went to his head and he goes oh fuck, i'm the uh, yeah he, i can have whatever i want i just saw him as a clinger that's that how I saw him. Yeah, I saw him as he's taking his shot a couple of times. By the end of yeah. it, I mean when she's at the, he's knocked on the door. He's trying to be sweet. And I think then, also about that it tells you it's Shoshana when she first appears on screen, so you know her yeah. history with the Nazis. You yeah. sort of like, yeah. I was on her side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I was more along the lines of I felt like it's a shame this guy's a Nazi because I feel like in this moment he's being genuine. Yeah, and then as the story continues. We know that that breaks very quickly. It would have been cool, like, look, I know the whole, the whole Jewish thing is like, how can I say this? It's uh, like, it's terrible. The whole thing is just an atrocity to, yeah, yeah, human, sure. human rights, right? So everyone knows that. Yeah. But I just feel that character because there was a massive age gap difference between from the beginning of the movie to to then. It's four years. 
Yeah, but she just looks like she was heaps older. But anyway, <laughs> if you look, if you watched uh, Waikiki Watiti, what's that Hitler one called again? Oh, Jojo um, Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo. I finished it finally. Oh man, incredible movie. Reese doesn't like it. Oh my god. Let me let me get my point. Go. Uh, what's her name? Lead actress in that again? Scarlet. 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 Oh, she's fantastic. I felt for her, and this movie I didn't. With uh, with well, you um, don't you don't spend enough time with Shoshana, that's, and most yeah, of that's, the that's time that problem. you spend with Shoshana is more pushing Daniel Brule. Yeah, yeah, that and it's just and I think if if we would have got a little bit more of something there, yeah, well, even though her family was gunned down, it's there's well, something there was missing. Well, I think also part of the problem with the the ending sequence of the film too is that um there's so many charismatic, not even characters, actors that are on the side mm. like obviously Christoph Waltz Hans Lander you're very interested in what he's up yeah. to but yeah. me personally and this is just a personal thing that I have I was yeah. saying this to my girlfriend before we started watching it um, I was like I was like I'm actually just keen to watch Brad Pitt be Brad Pitt yeah, he's just to me much, Brad Pitt yeah. is yeah. just like the epitome of cool and I could yeah. just watch that guy oh, do oh, anything oh, oh, like oh, <laughs> just yeah. like I said you look at that guy on screen in this movie he's so good in this particularly movie. in this movie Moneyball and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. and, and Ocean's Eleven I feel like those are the movies where you're just like fuck that guy is. Yeah. he yeah. looks like he looks like he doesn't need to put on cologne and he just smells like a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, you like know what James, I mean? He's like a James Dean. Yeah, he is. That's yeah. but like, And I'm just like, I, yeah. I just want to watch that guy. Like, he just has such a presence. I'm so interested. I was like, fuck, go back to Brad. I remember the first time I was watching the movie. Jack has a man crush. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, yeah. But this was like a big, this was a big sort of like coming out party for Brad Pitt, this movie, because mm. he'd been sort of just doing rom-coms mm. and sort of weird. And then he did yeah. this and everyone's like, oh, we need to take Brad Pitt seriously. You know, yeah. like, and I think it was a coming out party for Fastbender. Yeah. Daniel Brühl obviously got work from it. Mm. Christoph Waltz got work from it, but let's—I mean, we could yeah, argue that now. outside of Tarantino films, it hasn't been oh, yeah. that great Which for him. Which is a shame because he's—he's obviously he's very good. Yeah, yeah I'm just—that's uh, yeah. but like out yeah. of Fastbender, what a career after this! Movie. Oh yeah, see with oh, um, with um, Fastbender in this is amazing. With Brad Pitt, he did a Netflix movie, I think, with a similar as a similar actor from uh, Inglorious. Yeah, it didn't didn't do well yeah he but, he, but Brad Pitt can yeah. afford to have bombs yeah now. yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like it's you know if you have a good script great director cool story or whatever yeah yeah it's different that's a difference see this is one movie that I, I remember Brad Pitt being in that didn't get a big run killing them softly and I thought that was fantastic yeah um yeah How so yet again it? another film where I think he's too cool for the screen mm. you know what I mean like you're like oh my god this is someone who just is a presence um yeah a lot of the time i say by the end of it i didn't find that the movie lacked anything you know it didn't feel like there was many dips or dips for the film like i always the whole movie throughout it i enjoyed every moment Mm. so even when it was the moments where i'm like let's move on i was like well i'm down for the ride yeah you know what i mean so maybe that's just a tarantino thing the i'm down for the ride thing but uh, I think all I these know. movies, rewatching them now, I don't know if it's just because I haven't watched them for a while, and I've, I don't know if I've, my tastes have changed. I've grown up in the movie. Like a lot of these were things I watched in my early twenties. You know, yeah. like this movie came out. What was it? Two thousand eight. So I was seventeen, eighteen when this movie. Two thousand nine. So I was yeah. eighteen, nineteen when this movie came That's out. It's like a perfect age to watch this movie. Yeah. Um. And like back then, I was like, I know there was a lot of criticism of the fact that it was just kind of like a um. I can't remember the exact phrasing for it, but it's basically like a reverse 
history violence fantasy where it's like you just yeah. take your hatred out in the vi- and and back in the day I was like oh but who cares and I'm kind of watching it now and I'm like it is a bit kind of like it's like once upon a time in Hollywood oh it's not the same as that no but like this is like turning the killing all the Nazis in that room which is like don't get me wrong the Nazis were horrible people it's the same but yeah it's the same oh it is yeah you're right you're right yeah yeah Yeah. Um, it is like it is kind of like a very alternative an alternative history but it's kind of a very basic way to go back and say like this is the wrong thing to do and this is what should have happened well by by the end of the movie where he's just fucking blowing hit the skull into pieces you're like oh I get it it's like a dummy you know, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a how catharsis. Good is, how good is Eli yeah. Roth, man? What a tank he is! I like Eli Roth in this movie. Awesome. Yeah. By the way, the longest scene ever to hear the baseball bat down that hallway. Because like, I want to watch the fuck out of it. And it goes to fully black screen as well. Yeah. I was like, I forgot. Did, yeah. I actually, because did you guys see this movie at the cinema? Yeah. So I have a, I have a vivid memory of this, and ever since I've watched it on like DVD or Blu-ray, and then now like I watch this one on Stan, I've I. Honestly, I don't know if I've just had like a warped memory of it, but I feel like in the cinema there was a way the the shots of him getting his head crushed in by the baseball bat were way more violent. They were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. From memory, you actually saw, saw his head crushed. cave in. Yeah. yeah. On the some... first hit, because it cuts away in this, but I remember just I remember yeah. sitting there and the bat hit, and you yeah. were like, "Oh fuck!" Like yeah. it was hectic. I watched it on Prime. You didn't see really? anything. Yeah. To the point where I, I can't remember. To the it point out, where I um, cut out wide, and you yeah, just see the head. That's smashed. where all of them been. To the point where yeah. when I watched it again on DVD, I remember wincing before, it and then I watched. It, I was like, "Oh, actually, that's not as bad as I remember." Yeah, Why maybe, did I? I remember the head getting smashed. Maybe I'm we sure should, of it. Should look it up. Because when that happened, I went oh, in my head, it was like a yeah. little thing. Oh, okay. So, Inglorious Bastards, baseball bat scene theatrical. You guys can actually do it. Uh, Declan, what's your favourite scene? <laughs> and tell, me, scene and tell me why. The bar scene. Because of that whole tension release thing. And like, you know, like saying that, that you know, there's the parts in it where they're playing, um, what are they playing? What's the game they're playing with the things on their head? Oh, um, charades. Charades. Yeah. That feels like it could bog it down mm. but the reason I find it works is because the whole time you're just going like oh man when is this guy going to leave this fucking table man yeah, like and yeah. they're like playing a game now and you just kind of this it builds up the tension in you it's like that's there's a perp there's a real good purpose for yeah. it and you're just like fuck 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 he's um he's drinking was, out of that weird boot glass yeah. what's yeah that's it's just so quirky for Tarantino to do that yeah but what's good you got that because that actor I couldn't remember seeing him anywhere no, he must be a German actor. Yeah, but he just yeah. played a real good prick. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's one of Tarantino's strong points. You can pretty yeah. much pick anyone and just say, fuck, just... Well, people want to work with him. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. What's your... um? If you had to change one thing in the movie, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> that's a good question. Just waiting for a reason. Well, I actually... I'm having a crack, I don't, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't so much know that I want to change this yeah. but I'd be intrigued by it and I know that you just said he was awesome and I do agree that he was awesome as well Walt no but there, I read a, I read that apparently Tarantino wanted to offer the part of the bear due to Adam Sandler originally and I'd just be oh. curious to live in the world where that happened well have you seen Uncut Gems yet? no man but I've seen Sandler that's like that's Sandler's best performance no it's still the same it's the same maybe we just remember it differently don't I don't know yeah. oh. I can't find anything even on safari that says that it was changed 
I swear. I swear, oh. I saw, I swear yeah. to God, there was a shot where it was like, oh, yeah. shit. It was smashed in. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, I mean, there could have been. There, we, we know that there are lots of films where the theatrical changes from mm. the release. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. More than likely? Possible. Yeah. <laughs> At the start of it, I swear to God. Yeah. With like the, the you know, the title. Well, this is his thing now from now on. Pretty really, much, yeah. Do, you know what's funny? Because I rewatched Entourage. Tarantino just reminds me of Billy Walsh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just so stuck in his way. Billy Walsh reminds me of like more so like a, a Francis Ford Coppola or something like that. Oh, it's just like one final cut. Or what's his name? The guy from who did the Joker, Todd Phillips. He reminds me of Todd Phillips. Billy uh, Walsh. I just feel like yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> nice handbrake. I do like the like. This is I will always say it. The the Tarantino things I love are the music choices. It's like he picks from the best scores, mm. best old school movie scores, and then makes them. I just like everything the, he does. A part of it, the quirkiness we were talking before, like the mm. yeah, the milk. Yeah, well, well, yeah. This is this is my thing. I said Christoph Waltz is the milkman. Yeah. Like that's what I would have called him. I yeah. would have been like, I wouldn't have even called him Hans. I would have been like, this is the milkman. It's like a like, <laughs> when, you, when you think of an adult drinking milk, it's like like in the sixties or fifties. Yeah, yeah, the 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 jocks. It's weird. And like the, the mummy's boy. Yeah. Or like you know the big chested guys just yeah. drinking milk. That sort of reminds me of like he was like a mummy's boy brought up in like a posh. Well, this sort of so, thing. this shows like the, the Tarantino thing because anyone else would be like, can I just ha- can I have a glass of milk? Mm. But he will say something like, can I have a glass of your delicious milk, please? <laughs> just you know what I mean? It. Like he'll make it <laughs> concise. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes it real. Yeah. You know, gives it that flair. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. Um, so we get like things like that opening scene we get things like uh, so he's well spoken the inkwell and pen yeah taking the time to take that out and do all that type of thing calculated Um, and then his comparisons to but but that's all a part of the old yeah yeah Yeah. but this is the the thing that I was saying before the conciseness and knowing what he's going to do before he gets in there yeah because then he starts comparing Jews to rats yeah and just to make sure like it's yeah. making a thing towards floorboards yeah. mm. you know under the floorboards that's just the concept of what yeah. that scene is yeah. saying um but we know later on it's more like a, 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 to me it's like a coke bottle or it's like a, a rocket because yeah. it just it's Stretching. it's building up and then you know blowing up yeah. um how big is his pipe <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So smoke my pipe and he pulls out the <laughs> biggest fuck off pipe it, and it's all there on purpose yeah, yeah. it's all there on purpose it's an but awesome knew, character you'd know that this is was the joke yeah. like you know what I mean um, we, we can imagine him saying he goes fuck this is giving a big ass pipe yeah. and yeah that's a big ass pipe big enough not yeah, stupid you enough you can see his yeah. choice in it yeah. um, and this is one I thought you would like the doorway shot Dan Man, it's where that, she's that, running in the distance yep yeah. And you hear the the music's like building, this, and you see yeah. him enter the doorway with his bag, put it down, and lift his gun up. Yep. But the way that it's shot with like the silhouette in the background, the, hu- the whole scene, the whole time, that what? whole scene is so good. And then when you start to see the power turn mm. of Christoph Waltz's character, the camera actually pans or it dollies around. Mm. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, and then it just drops below the floor. It's just man, this is like a. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Cinematography masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder... I always wonder this, though, like, 
obviously Tarantino gets all the just always they always give the credit to the director. Yeah. But I wonder how much because his style changed when Robert Richardson came on board. Massive yeah. change. And you wonder how much was this was Robert Richardson going like, well, actually, I think you should do it this way. Good question. But you never get told because directors yeah. directors really get credit for everything and i used to do it too like just give but then you like watch and you look at the people they work with and things like that and you start to think like well actually this is an amazing actor mm. and this is an amazing cinematographer like surely it's surely it's way more of a team collaboration yeah. than what we're being led to believe with I'd a lot of these people to ask that question to him yeah i don't know if he would play tarantino then and be like it's all me baby yeah you know what i mean like you know that we've talked about the fact that he likes to pull the a bit th- of like the big-headedness for yeah i think for I have, it being a, you know i think i have heard him say anything where he's like it's about me it's it's something Guidance. along the lines of like getting all the stuff out of my head and then helping them helping me get the stuff out of my head and making it great or something like that so he i think right. he, i think he does sort of give credit yeah. it's just a shame that there's not as much credit yeah. given publicly but i guess that's yeah. the that's the thing it's when the you're thing. the figurehead mm. Uh, it's the same as game directors, you know, like Corey Balrog and all that. Get, yep. That yep. all gets put, like, I mean, there is a fuckload of people working oh on these. Oh, my God, you know yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> I was going to say, um, that in Roger Deakins' podcast, he talks about Denny in uh, Sicario. Mm. And I vividly, because I watched some of the movies, I don't know, I might watch one of you guys, not sure. I think we watched Sicario together. And there's particular shots in the opening scene of the dust. Mm. And I thought, fuck, that's a good shot. Mm. And actually, Roger Deakins mentioned it. He goes, that wasn't his idea. That was Denny's. Because mm. Denny, because he interviews Denny and, um, and he said that when he was younger, he used to just sit, I think, lay in his room and just watch the dust float in the air. Mm, right. And that reminded him of his childhood. And he thought, fuck, that's a cool thing to have cool in this scene. The scene. So that, yeah, that was director related. Well, yeah. I'm sure it's a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure to God <laughs> that like, there's obviously directors are going to be more on the side of the camera and more on the side of the script. Like, yeah. you, there's no some of them are going to be a bit more balanced but that's mm. they, they tend to come from yeah. either side mm. um i'm yeah, sure he used, to, he used to shoot as well yeah i'm sure there's a process where they're sitting there and they're like this is what this is what i want to say with this mm. scene and then the cinematographer goes well this these are the shots that you need to use to yeah. tell this story the way you feel it well do you know all, what i mean like that's in all respect that's their job that's what i'm so, saying yeah, but like it's, but it's not enough credit sure there's no it's like and i'm not i've done it too but i'm like it's, we we watch these things and we we go Tarantino's a master like this is such masterwork from him and it's like well yeah, it's the team yeah that's yeah that's what I'm just like yeah, to, yeah. yeah for sure so uh, wouldn't yeah. it be weird if there was an alternate universe and if he kept his original cinematographer do you think he that's that's an interesting yeah, question isn't it probably would have do you think it would much different yeah it yeah. would have maybe first, been more yeah the first three they grimy like, yeah this is a very clean looking movie yeah well it's it's grimy, but it's it's filming. I know, yeah, I know. For instance, yeah, I know. For instance, the Coen brothers—they just give a shot list to their cinematographer. Mm. That's they crazy, want. and um, it works. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it, that could be very insulting to the wrong cinematographer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. being like, "Here, this is what we want." Mm. I mean, yeah, sure. Most people probably would see it as like, "This is a job," mm. so this is probably helping my job. Mm. But others that are, you know. Some of the guys, I think probably Deacons would probably find it a bit. Yeah, he talks. He, he talks would feel about a little bit like, hey, no, 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 no Deacons no. loves. He, is he, he loves. He's worked with the Deacons De- their whole career. Open. Yeah, he worked he talks, with their whole career. So, so he's the one that gets that type of that type. I don't. Of I don't sometimes. think he's phased by anything. No. I think he he's. Talks, yeah. 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 They listen to him though. Like he would. He would. He would I, if he I know said for this an, should change. He would be like, "There's an easier way we can do this than doing it with like his." I've heard him speak, and he. 
he is the kind of guy that would go in and they'd have like a scene broken down really in 10 well. shots and he'd yeah. go, hey, we can do this in three shots and yeah. still right. get the same yeah. result. And he said sometimes, like if he wants something changed, he'll just he'll bring out, he'll bring out a chainsaw and cut a hole in the roof. Yeah. No, he goes, we need to light this from the top. Mm. Yeah. But talking about the Carlins, I think this is part of that story is... um. Because Deacon's wife, I think, comes with him on heaps of the shoots. Yeah, well, she seems like she's a big part of his process. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and she, she sort of she, in this podcast, she does talk you know, a lot of the whole thing. Right? She does, yeah. But uh, one time she was away. I was on a Coen Brothers movie, and I think it was Ethan took a shot of Deacon's. I think he had his camera. Yeah. And he was just on the top of a building. Looking Ethan Hawke? No, nah, Cohen. Ethan Cohen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was yeah, like, what? And he took a picture of Deacon's. Just looking at the light, you know, off the top of his building, and he sent it to Deacon's missus, and she goes, "Yeah, that's that's Roger." Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's so I thought the, that was that was pretty cool to so get that behind. When, when I say yeah. they give him a shot list, they give him a shot list. That's that's, but that's them saying this is our involvement in the shots. Yeah. Your right. job uh, now okay, is yeah. to bring make it, this work for us. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Understood. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, for a moment, I thought it was almost the equivalent of line reading. No, no, no. They literally, for, no, for no. They literally give him a thing, and it's like, well, this, 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 this is important, so it's, it needs to be in a close up. So it's the equivalent of. Uh, a script piece saying she walks to the bar or something like that. It's kind not of, a line yeah. reading. Well, they would just, just say close. They would say close up, and yeah. then he's got to yeah. go like, well, yeah. okay, well, how can yeah. I make this exactly. work? Yeah. yeah, got it. All right. Because for a moment, I was in my head, I was like, it's like someone telling the <laughs> no, cinematographer yeah. what to do, yeah. which him like could be insulting for no, some. No, they need they need guidance yeah. from the director. Yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. Just remember when we did that last short film? I was like, well, how how are we gonna do this? And that's why I had to ask him. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What um, film? Oh, just like because I asked him, so how do you, how do Search. you, how do you read? How do you, I mean, sorry, how do you write something? I storyboarded then, that yeah, for you. And yeah. Then, yeah. So he storyboarded, mm. and I go, okay, we'll just do all this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's and usually that, that helped heaps so much. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Another another beautiful shot. The shot of the bastards and the beautiful pattern in the stone floor. Mm. First time it comes up. Yeah. Again, like you know, texture for that type of thing. Oh, that's the the top shot. It was like another, another yeah, shot. Another shot. It's like right pretty on the top. wall. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you go you could down, print that. it's just messy in the back. Mm. That was just a clean, nicely I would, symmetrical shot. I would happily shot. have that on a wall yeah. and just it's feel an like... awesome shot. Because you know when you see something yeah. and it feels like, oh, yeah, yeah. comforting? Yeah. That's the shot yeah. of the movie for there's me. Heaps, there's heaps <laughs> of these in this movie. It's the it's the ASMR of, <laughs> of shots for the movie. What are ASMR references? Um, also cool that BJ Novak is in the lineup of one of the creators yeah, of the American yeah, yeah, Office. Yeah, yeah. yeah he gets so it in that cool. X-ray thing. On if you're watching this on Prime, on X-ray mode, it says he took out a season of The Office to shoot. This. Yeah, so I read that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's when he was on his awesome. trip to Thailand with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, initial monologue of Aldo Rain I said is amazing. The 100 scalps. And I want my scalps. And I want my scalps. Again. And you will get me my scalps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off a hundred dead Nazis. <laughs> and then the, I love it how the next, like two scenes later, it's just three of his men just scalping people in the background. This big wide shot. Yeah, how they're just nonchalantly talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Taking people's shoes off. Mm. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so the scalping imagery, the whistling music. Uh yeah, this is where I say he found his his niche in Kill Bill with the Latin music and the whistling. Mm. You know that in the the, in the, mm. the guitar in the background yeah. keeps doing that from now on. Um, uh, it says I said here Hugo killing thirteen Gestapo officers. So good, fuck man. Just there's the the backstory of the characters, which is mainly exposition. Mm. 
very rarely do they actually show anything. Sam Jackson's only... cameo. Yeah, the voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> there's, well, there's only that other other moment with I think it's the same character as well, um, the one that's in the bar near the end of the film. Um, Till Schwager, um, Hugo. Yeah, Hugo mm. Stig Stiglitz. Stiglitz Stig- is the name. Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> everyone in the Iraq knows Hugo Stiglitz. <laughs> but um, yeah, even later on, where he's doing the whole um, uh, getting whipped, it just cuts randomly in the middle of that bar scene to him just getting belted. Feel very like and- the bride remembering the things from yeah. Like yeah. The- yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, I noticed that Brad Pitt does a lot of coke in the movie. Not snuff. Is it? What's that? Snuff. It's um, it's like a it's it's like laced with tobacco, but it's like um heaps of people have it in the coal mine, and so it's it's just like a powdery thing, and you and it kind of like a, it gives you like a it's not cocaine, but it, it like clears your nostrils out. Oh. And like really like. Makes you sort of like go like that, like a like a smelling salt or something. Kind of, yeah. It's but it's called snuff. It's um, it's it's not really popular anymore. But uh, I think people use it down there to get like you know to give themselves a bit of an uppity. It's more like um, it's more like like cocaine. It's not cocaine. (laughs) It's it's not. It's a real thing. I'll look it up for you. Okay, all right. I I don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was. It's like a tobacco substance. Oh, okay. For a moment, I was like, he's just doing a lot of fucking coke room randomly no, in yeah, front of people. Smoke, smokeless, smokeless tobacco made from ground or pulverized tobacco leaves, inhaled or snuffed into the nasal cavity, delivering a swift hit of nicotine oh. and a lasting flavored scent. Interesting. It's just a sniffing tobacco. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people known? still do it in the, in the mine. Yeah. I've tried it. It's hectic. Yeah. <laughs> what, would it, what would it even... Does it what make does sneeze? It? Yeah. No, it just makes you... It's fully just like you've... It's like... You've just like inhaled a heap of Vicks, like oh, rub or something wow. like that. You know what I mean? It's just like you fully just like, oh, like everything's right. Yeah. Okay, Ugh. sounds menthol. But it's nicotine. <laughs> it's nicotine, like straight to your brain, brain. basically. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, that that clears some things up. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, who the hell those on it? Hey. <laughs> um. Uh. As I said, cinephile rule seems charming because uh, he has that nervousness about him at mm. the start and that's yeah. kind of what gives that off to me um, uh, the shot of him walking away under the street light yet mm. again fucking amazing yeah, man. at the start um, yeah so the second meeting blunt to the point uh, when the Gustavo appears and the music kicks in like I'm already stressful mm. in that scene um, which scene's that? I think that's when they're in the um, when she's putting up the oh, signs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight away, everything in me is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like your whole gut drops for that yeah. scene, and um, yeah, and then later on we get her at the table, and Land Lander actually comes in for the first time. We get this what sense, a fucking moment! We get the sense that he knows who she is too. Yeah, there's there's like yeah. this weird. Well, this is the orders of the his, milk. He's a great yeah. detective. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. He, this is a weird thing. He doesn't want to get people in trouble in it. He likes to be the smartest in the room for as long as he can. But he's yeah. also he's playing. Yeah, he's playing because he's also trying to find the best possible solution for himself. And yeah. I think at this point in the story, he knows he knows that Germany's not going to win the war, yes. and he's trying to find the best possible escape route. Yeah. Yes, and maybe if he does know that it's her, she's going to. Do something. She's she's up to something. Maybe he just wants to let her try and do her thing, and then yeah, pretty much yeah. Because we get that she's gonna 
change we already know that he knows that she's going to change the cinema mm. yeah. or they're going to change the cinema for her cinema mm. so that may bring the fear into the location yeah he likes That's being the smartest smart. in the room yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it almost like as he does it it's almost like a, a like a predator mm. playing with his food before he kills it mm. you know what i mean is is what i got from it mm. as i said orders the glass of milk as you said orders mm. the glass of milk and then the strudel and the cream and she goes to eat it ah, ah, ah. wait for the cream yeah. <laughs> wow he's a creepy dude i know yeah um and the obviously way, i just think the way he talks the, the diction it's just it's so precise yeah yeah that's that's a very so i think good. that's a mix of like what the character is supposed to be but yeah. also christoph waltz i think he genuinely plays it speaks yes. like that yeah, really yeah. really good what movie is he in is he in the cohen the shorts what's um he's like a he's like a real good shot and he dies at the end is that him in it oh the old western one no. yeah is that him the ballad of buster scruggs yeah yes. is he in that no i don't think so it was like Liam Neeson in that, Let wasn't he? No, there's a bloody um. Hey, I'll look it up. I'm fairly sure. Oh, he sorry, wasn't no, in... I'm thinking of Django. Yeah, you're thinking of Django. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, Django. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, man, I'm just whacked out. Um, too much snuff. And <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Her breath at the end. I thought of that scene was amazing as well. It reminded me of Paul Ricci, right? Ricci or something from Sound of Metal. After oh. he leaves the room, he goes. <gasps> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the same type yeah. of thing, like yeah. this release of like holding in this breath or this stress, yeah. and then once gone, you know, yeah. letting go. Um, I like how Stiglet has the leather strap. <laughs> he's just fucking going backwards and forwards on it. He's got, yeah. and now Hickox is there, and he's like, "Old chap, I hope we don't need to use this." <laughs> but it's so good. Makes me want to buy a leather strap. Just sit there, just fucking wow. creepy in the background. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, we all know about the basement scene as well, which I like the decision. That's good writing. The decision of making this character around the corner of the of the tavern where you can't see him. He's like a captain or something. Yeah. And then we, yeah, we don't, that was that was smart. It's, it's it almost felt like an Aragon moment. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, in the beginning. corner of the tavern, yeah. just mm. listening to what's happening around it. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, like I forgot that he was around the corner. Mm. So everything in me was going, "Oh, these guys here—they're the ones that are going to get mm. Fastbender into trouble." When you think yeah. of it, it's like an easy way to write a character in without, yeah, you know, him trying to find out everything. He's because he's, he's already there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also a moment where if you were writing, mm. for example, like, how can I and you got going? to a yeah, you got to a moment where you're like, okay, um, well, I don't know how I'm going to get these drunk people to interact in a way where they're going to want to fire off at them. Mm. You'd go, this is the perfect moment to introduce someone yeah. else. Mm. Yeah. Fucking Wilhelm, man. So annoying. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to slap him. I know. <laughs> oh. Was one of those characters, eh? Yeah. Straight off the bat, you're like, please, go away. <laughs> um, we get the... Um, the uh scene where she puts the finger in the gun wound yeah and that was a shot that i thought was really cool mm. they tilted the camera the to Dutch fit tilt, yeah. everything yeah. though like that was the reasoning it didn't feel like it was just well, it made there. you feel uncomfortable too because she was getting yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah and they showed it pretty vividly as yeah. well yeah, yeah. <laughs> and why have you got this fuck a duck because that's what he says in it 
I can't remember that. Eldo Rain goes, well, fuck a duck. Because oh, yeah, she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. She says something like... No, it doesn't... Um, doesn't the, the bear juice say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah he duck. goes, fuck a duck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> How quick it was. <laughs> Pudgy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, because that's when she says to him that the fuhr is coming. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we go into the whole... Uh, the Shoshana. 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 Before the premiere. <laughs> And I like this scene. I like her getting ready and her, it's almost for me, it's like her putting on her war paint. Mm. Yeah. It's like her well, putting on her she lipstick. She literally does yeah. when, she, <laughs> when she does the two little mm. little things. She does like the blush or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I, I like that yeah. concept. Um, and she also looks just so much like a readying as a femme fatale for mm. the scene to come. Do you know what scene we didn't need? Which Is one? cutting away to them getting the film developed. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. Didn't eat. We didn't eat. That was... No. Nah, that could have been gone. <laughs> we just knew... We knew they were going to do that. Yeah, and... like I said, it's, there's too much on that. I, just, nah. I like Melanie Laurent, though. I just feel like she draws a short strawberry because she got the leash to sort of work with out of the out of the game. You know, when I first watched this, I thought they were the same character, her and Diane Kruger, because to me, they look so similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get I think, it, yeah. I got a bit confused. Going, Isn't that... And then I realized, oh, no, it's, yeah. 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 Well, even like um, Marcel, which she develops the film for, you can see that they actually do have a form of relationship, mm. yeah. but they never go into it. Mm. So that's something else that kind of. They don't they say my love to each other and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. make out. But I don't know if that moment was because there was a moment there where I was like, do is he. Are they making it just because it's like this? Might no, be I, the I end? got the sense they were a couple. They were yeah, a couple. A couple yeah. Yeah. That's what I got by the end as well. And that was with them, I love. That's where I hit was like, okay, yeah. I sort of got it just from the way they were yeah, together, yeah, together yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and also I like the song choice and that, putting out fire with gasoline. Mm. Fucking mint. Um, I didn't notice it until this time, but that's like a one-shot take where she first comes in. Mm. She comes in and it pulls around to her going all the way down the stairs, uh, meeting with... Um, who did he meet with? Brule downstairs. Mm. And then moving to um, Al- Aldo and... Uh, what's her name? Al- Bridget von Hammerschmark. Yeah. God damn it. What a name, eh? It's a mouthful. Uh, before it cuts to her foot. Yep. And that's where it, it kills off the shot. There's that's a shots. long shot, man. Hmm? He, she had to wreck up her foot. Yeah. yeah. Even the, the, has, the ending when she gets strangled just finishes off on the feet. Yeah, I know. And when he's putting the shoe on her foot, it's, it's, it's just so creepy. <laughs> I know. I there's a, there's Every a, time I watch one of his movies, like, why is this foot shot coming in? There's a uh, behind the scenes where the clapper... Because there's a like a um, like a kind of like a bloopers reel. The clap is really funny for the film, and she's always going like, if the scene says like 32 kb, shake a 32 kill bill, and then in front of the clap the scene. But there's one where it's like toes, toes again, toes again, again, <laughs> toes again, again, again. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I'm trying. She's, to she's just like, this is creepy. <laughs> Was there a foot shot in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I can't remember. Yeah, there's heaps. Everyone. Dude. Oh man. Heaps. There's the one where uh, Margaret Qualley's character has him pressed up against the windshield of the car, oh. and then there's one where Margot Robbie's character has him up on the seat in the cinema, and they're all dirty and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I can't. I've only, I've only seen it once. At yeah. the cinema, yeah. Must not do that anymore. What's that streaming on at the moment? Anything? Uh, maybe binge or Foxtel, yeah, something. Like that. Okay, it would be present somewhere. Um, yeah, and this is where we get Lando being Lando being the most Lando, Lando being the most Lando that he could be, because he is he knows everything about this this whole like scene, but uh, 
You're right. Stretchy, <laughs> stretchy, yeah. stretchy. Just need to pull that yeah. plug. <laughs> he knows everything about what's going on. And he, the stories that they've come up with are so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that he's just breaking down in like in the middle of the scene and having a good laugh yeah. about it and just leading him on to the rest of the, the film. So I thought that was really intelligent. Uh, and then we get them with the whole... Uh, uh, well, well, we get the whole him being like the cast mm. is like, that's a fresh cast. Like mm. the whole thing just doesn't... Yeah, doesn't then know, pretending marry to be up. Italian. Yeah, can they, I yeah, can yeah. I go into my deep dive at this point? Deep because it references this part. Diving deep with Declan. Let's yeah. go. So the fake Italian names they use. Yes, you got uh, Gorlami. Yes, Enzo Gorlami. I think it is. Yes, uh, Antonio Margheriti. Yeah, <laughs> and Dominic De Coco. De Coco. Yeah. All right. So this is my digging deep. Yes. Uh, this has a connection to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Do you know the scene, the sequence where Dalton, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, goes to work in Italy? Oh, yeah. As a film star? Yeah. One of the movies that he stars in is directed by Antonio Margaretti. Oh. Right. Oh. Little well, Easter you know. egg. Yeah. yeah. So, is that make this film canon to the history? Yeah. Because in- this is not... This is, this is a... This is the... Real world, not the real yeah, of the right, real yeah. world. Yeah, so Inglorious Bastards is the real world. And yes. then Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Inglorious yeah, Bastards is the real history of the Tarantino film world. Yeah, because yeah. later on we see that DiCaprio plays a film of him playing one of the one of the um Inglorious Bastards yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah. with the flamethrower yeah. in the yeah. cinema. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's um that director exists in the world and he... Yeah, so he was a real person that Brad Pitt's well, Aldo was pretend. Oh, sorry, um, Donnie the Bear Jew was pretending yes. to be. Yes. So, little Easter egg, little connection. That's well, pretty cool too, because he's a director as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, and he he actually directed the um movie in the movie that Daniel Bruhl. Oh, in. really? Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. that was all. That was, like, were, that was, was all like directed by. Yeah, it was all. But it was all. He <laughs> yeah. made the thing. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Yeah. yeah. No, the da- the Bruhl moment in this movie was directed by Eli Roth. That's what I just said. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> the bed <bedroom>. you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> I think I just saw another two grey hairs. I know. <laughs> far out. Um, I, I like... This is one moment I like the most in the movie, I think. And it's so subtle. It's when... It's when the bed you goes down the aisles of the cinema and he goes... All the way down the, yeah. down but the he's aisle. got this massive smile on his face <laughs> yeah. the whole time too because he's like it. they're just like oh my god <laughs> this is this actually happening yeah. right now and everyone around them is so disturbed yeah. <laughs> anyway i thought that was that was probably my i was actually laughing pretty hard for that seat um i was also sorry to cut you off yeah but i was also thinking when um Bridget was explaining what the whole plan was with um, Fastbender and Hickox and all that yeah. was for them to pose as Italian cameramen and an escort, like in the film industry. Yeah, wouldn't that have all come undone anyway? When that very high-ranking major, mm. high chance he would have been at that movie premiere, right? Pretty much, he was yeah. pretty high up. Yeah, from what I understand, w- wouldn't that have come undone when he turned when? He just turned and they up. weren't and they weren't SS the officers. Yeah, yeah I right. guess mm. it didn't seem like they were going in there with any like they cared that if they got caught or something, but they were like, 
Well, because we're just having a crack. Then they would have gone in there <laughs> and he would have been like, hang on, weren't you guys SS officers? And like, oh, no, we're Italian. <laughs> just seems like it would have come undone then anyway. It seems like it was doomed. That yeah. whole scene was doomed once there was Nazi officers down there, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But I guess, I don't know, they, maybe he just pushed that to the side for it. I don't know. Like Tarantino. Like oh, no, like, but I'm, like, it obviously ended badly anyway. But I'm yeah. saying even if they had survived, I don't think the plan would have... No, no, it wouldn't have really yeah. turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just an interesting thing. I was just well, thinking Waltz about that. Waltz was playing with it to get out. Yeah, pretty much. So that was the only reason why yeah. they stayed into the cinema. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. I'm just saying, like, but no, but if Fassbender had survived, it wouldn't have worked no. because they would have known no. that he wasn't an Italian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just something I noticed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't supposed to be an Italian. Yeah, no, that's what she said when she when she's in the animal hospital. Yeah, Brad Pitt asks her what the plan was, and oh. she says they were going to pose as my escorts, and he's an Italian, Italian, and they're Italian cameramen. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I'm saying. It would have come undone. Yeah, hundred percent would have come undone. Yeah. Um. So last few things that I got here, pretty quick. I was going to say we haven't really mentioned Hitler much because he's just he is not in it much. I know but it's it's pretty pretty good. There's another good you like, movie. He's like you like how he acts. In oh, it. performance! It's just over the top. There's a yeah. but there's a better one. I think it's Downfall. Called Down, yeah, Downfall. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've that's seen what. Is that the one? The famous YouTube. Yeah, scene. the YouTube. Oh, yeah. No, scene. No, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that performance is apparently spot on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what well, that performance of yeah, because Hitler his hand is super similar. Always a shake. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because the I remember the glasses scene where he takes the glasses off and his hands like yeah. shaking like crazy. Mm. I've watched that. Probably about fifty different interpretations of that scene on YouTube with yeah. different different, different dialogue and subtitles. Yeah, but I like that at the end here when he's watching the, all the shots, which is pretty much exactly the same shot. He's just yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, he's going yeah. nuts about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he says to the guy, "This is the best film. This is your best film." And the guy starts crying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He goes, "Thank you." Very biased. Very biased film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's we get a Wilhelm scream as well, which I just wanted to apply in there. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to make sure we acknowledge the Wilhelm scream yeah. off the tower. Um, this is what I thought about the the smoke and the air effects inside of the burning cinema is what makes this look real as shit. Mm. That they had to have put this thing on fire for real because yeah, it's pretty intense. It looked perfectly like a, a building that was going up into mm. flames. Yeah. These days, doing stuff like that doesn't look nowhere near what it actually would look like. I felt like I was in the cinema. Like, there's a shot where it's shot from the the screen towards the back where there's the doorways yeah. while they're all running towards the doorways and the flames and the air is moving yeah, through. Wind, yeah. And for a moment, I'm like, I can feel the heat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, it feels like I, it's so fucking hot in that room already. Mm. Straight off the bat. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd just acknowledge how good it, I thought the effects were. It goes to show, man, Tarantino can do action. He can do drama. You can do romance. Comedy. Man, he's good it's... at comedy because he doesn't... Sometimes he's not on the nose with it. Sometimes yeah. he does things like... Well, maybe it is on the nose, but it's, it's That's, yeah. nice. It it's works. like the, the pipe. He can yeah. do, But he can do them within the context of like what he does. Yeah. I yes. d- like you, I, I wouldn't want to see... He's not gonna as like much as it would be... I, I, would, I, would, I would like to see it, but I wouldn't want it to exist within the canon. But I would, mm-hmm. it'd be like him to do that Star Trek movie he wanted to do or yeah, that would yeah. be cool. like a Marvel movie... Yeah be super interesting to see Tarantino take something like that on yeah. but you wouldn't want it to exist like in the realm of the other because no, it would just be, be so separate yeah. but it, I don't know it'd be interesting yeah. it'd be intriguing put it into the realm of things that he has done that aren't a part of his repertoire yeah like he's done episodes of NCIS 
CSI. CSI, sorry. That's yeah. it. Uh, and were also... They, were they any different or...? The one that he did at CSI was around when he did Kill Bill Volume 2 and it was about one of the CSI agents was buried alive underground. Oh, Oh, okay. I remember remember seeing it. It was a big build-up to it being directed by Tarantino. Uh, But he likes TV like that. He likes... um, He loves How I Met Your Mother. He loves episodic television that... Uh. Simple and easy to digest. Imagine that yeah. guy's. Imagine that guy's room of videos. Yeah, like, just it'd be. So he watches. I think he just watches everything. everything. Mm. Just everything. That's crazy, man. I could see him in an alien room just laughing to himself. Yeah. He sits at the back of the cinema and laughs yeah, at his own, own movies. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. He's 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 um. He's a character, that's for sure. Yeah. There's there's um. I remember watching the making of Clerks two on the DVD back in the day. And Kevin, the first, some of the first people that Kevin Smith shows it to are Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, and you see the difference in them, those two there, because Robert is very like mechanical, and he's like, "Oh, look, if you if you want to take some time out of it, I'd look at the first twenty minutes as you know, there's enough there that you could cut stuff out, and we'd still yeah. understand what you're trying to tell us and everything." And Tarantino's like, he's like. What I saw, man, was like, like walked up and I was like, I haven't seen these guys in years. These are my friends. I haven't seen my friends in years. Like, <laughs> 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 well, I think he's just so passionate about film yeah. that a lot of the time he just like, like seeing it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. He's just yeah. like, it's film. I like it. Mm. That's it. So, I wonder if they'll ever do a movie on Tarantino. <laughs> I bet they will. I give it like, he's got to die first, but... Well, I could see it's true. Yeah. I think once I he passes away, yeah. there could be like a fucking massively good movie. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But moving on, sack it or brisket, Dan Cinematography Corner. Oh, look, we already know what this one is. You want to go for it? Go for it. This is a brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna look. Pretty much <laughs> like... going forward from Pulp Fiction, it's basically a brisket every film. Even Jackie yeah. Brown. Hold it, Jackie Brown wasn't. No, it wasn't. Pop, oh, not Pop, sorry. Kill Bill, sorry. Yeah. 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 Kill Bill going forward, every pretty much. You think it's just going to yeah. always be? Uh, they're all solid. I, I think I think to me, I liked, oh, I reckon Hateful Late is probably my strongest one. There's a lot of good shots in that, man. Really? Yeah. Do you, do, uh, it'd be interesting to see though because I like, I feel like the opening of that movie out in the snow and everything is epic. Mm. Like I remember, because I, I, I remember watching the 70 mil, but then, It'll be interesting to see how you feel about it now, considering the fact that that whole movie takes place in one room. Yeah, will you, that get tiresome eventually? I don't like you know. If if you look at um, and it's long. There's yeah, a lot of shots in that room. Movie. Yeah, when you look at um, I haven't I haven't watched it since it came out, so I'm intrigued. Too. Yeah, I've seen it twice. If you look at uh, Madsen, you know, he's in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. The way the way that scene is shot is pretty much well. The way it's lit is very similar to the opening scene of this movie. Right, where there's a there's a light on the directly on the table and spouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not denying that it looked amazing because obviously they they went all out with the 70 mil cameras and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think and the soundtrack it, in that, oh, so good. Yeah, but see, I, the soundtrack in nearly all of these movies yeah. are great. The last mm. three at least have had just amazing soundtracks. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it will be interesting. But yeah, this is de- look, definitely brisket. Yeah, um, like we said before, there's a lot of scenes in here you can just pause and print them out and stick them on your wall. Yeah, so good. Well, thank you, Dan. My pleasure. Uh, Declan, it's yep. time for the factoids. So, uh, uh, go down to the basement, uh, 
put on your uniform and have a conversation with a British spy about some factoids. Factoids, factoids, giving you these factoids. Put it in a rap, boy, something with some trap noise. <laughs> have, fun, have fun filtering through a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, man. Christ. Um, you got to pick these out, Deckman. <laughs> you got to pick them out beforehand. It's <laughs> no fun in that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, well, you can go back to doing the facts. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to do it, I will. But come on, let's do it. Factoids. Um, so Quentin Tarantino is considering abandoning the film because he couldn't find the perfect person to play Colonel Hans Lander and he mm. thought the character was unplayable. But then Christoph Waltz auditioned and both he and the producer agreed he was perfect. Wow. What, a, what a way to get into it though. All hung on him. I suppose too because the role is multilingual. Yeah. He wanted he wanted yeah. DiCaprio originally but like oh, that, that wouldn't uh, have worked. That would not have worked. The, yeah. the, fact that, the, the fact that this is pretty much a foreign film is what mm. makes it so yeah. strong really yeah what's his name leo did really well as candy in django oh, but man. i can't yeah. see he did really well in that i can't couldn't see him as lander uh, not yeah. at all uh th- this this one this one is um this one is interesting about, about brad pitt because it's a he was maybe the only person that was fighting against this hulking figure before everything came out oh really the only movie Brad Pitt made as a leading actor for the Weinstein Company or its previous iteration, Miramax. It had everything to do with wanting to work with Tarantino and nothing to do with Weinstein. Wow. His animosity for Weinstein stems from an incident in the 90s where Pitt physically threatened the producer upon learning of Weinstein's unwanted sexual harassment of his then golf- girlfriend, Gwyneth Paltrow. So wow. So he How good for Brad Pitt doing that? Yeah. Yeah. But like that's how powerful one scene was that didn't even come out in gossip magazines or anything. Wow. I wonder who else stood up against that clown. I guess there was a lot of people that probably did, but they would co- probably constantly threaten careers. Yeah. And he would destroy careers as well. I wonder if Clooney had run with him. Clooney looks like a guy that would. <laughs> but Clooney we don't know. Kind of guy that would what? That guy that would go up against him. Yeah, like, well, say Clooney, Clooney stands up to people i guess yeah. i'm just kings. trying to think if he's worked on any wines yeah interviews. i'm trying to think but surely they would have butt heads or something you said it three kings he yeah, had he, a mad he took on david o russell yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he had him on the ground so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> um first tarantino film to win an oscar for acting for christoph waltz best supporting yeah. he deserved it yeah he won another one for django unchained as well yeah wow. incredible man um he's the this, was, roles do you know i was actually yeah. i was actually thinking this as I was watching it, only thirty percent of the film is in English. Yeah, there's not much. Yeah, well, there's not much dialogue, is there? Yeah. French, German are the other. They're the main. That's because I was I was thinking I was watching. I was like, yeah. there's really barely any of this movie is in English. I just remembered. Yeah. I like how he goes. May I? Uh, what is it in the beginning? He goes. Can may I, I switch to English? English yeah. Because yeah. he yeah. has had enough of your filthy tongue or something. It's just yeah. so just brutal. Yeah. But, well, the- but but elegant. Yeah, at the same time. Yet again, showing again that he technically want he knew exactly what he was there for. Yeah. Enough to change languages yeah. to make sure they don't understand. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um last two ones, because we've said a lot of facts throughout it. I'll give two on uh Eli Ross character. Okay. One of the names inscribed on his bat is um Anne Frank. Oh yeah. Okay. The other one is he was questioned how he got into the mindset of playing the psychotic yeah. Beardu character, yeah. and he said that he 
like was trying to get deep down and do it and then when he was listening to his ipod his wife had snuck some hannah montana songs on there and oh, said weirdly wow. somehow that got him exactly in the mindset he needed to be. <laughs> he's angry <laughs> <laughs> good old hannah montana <laughs> yeah, i could but see that ten, 10 years he worked on the script for this movie Tony. he started writing it before he wrote kill bill oh wow Far out. yeah so yeah. that's why it's such a i feel like that's and the final line where he goes this might be my best work yet is just totally tarantino speaking to the audience right? <laughs> brad pitt looking in the camera yeah <laughs> who better to say that for him than brad, brad pitt, pitt to- yeah <laughs> exactly do, the, do we know what he's working on the next one is there any leaks um, or anything i don't think there's any information on it you haven't heard anything? we know that it's the 10th obviously in the final um surely come on he's not gonna do 10 i do you know what the more i've thought about it and i'm like as much as I'd like to see him keep making movies, mm. does the fact that it's going to be his final one, does that mean that he's going to pour more into it? He also has come out and said that he would do miniseries. He's, right. He just... he He's going to keep working. He, he's just like, not going to... You know, to... like, um, what's his name? Um, oh, the, the director, he did uh, Sex, Lies and Videotape and he did the Ocean's Eleven. Soderbergh. Oh, yeah. Mm. He... He's retired from filmmaking, but he still makes miniseries for HBO and mm. things yeah, yeah. like that. So... Yeah. I just I I think Tarantino wants to he I heard him say that he just he, he doesn't want to do real. digital but film. Soderbergh made a movie not mm. long ago, didn't he, with just the iPhone or something? Maybe yeah. he's, he's doing more. He like does a lot of stuff, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. He does, cool yeah, because he's like, I'm just using an iPhone. The last two movies. He watches, he watches 2001: A Space Odyssey like five times a year. That costs. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Yeah. That's hectic. <laughs> um, yeah, all I remember is that he. I vividly remember he did a movie about like some girl in an asylum mm. where it's just all on an iPhone. Is it Unsane? Yeah, Unsane. Um, so, yeah, it looks yeah. like it's shot and on an he, iPhone. Him saying he's going to retire, like as if there's not room like five years down the line to him to be like, I'm back, I'm coming back. Yeah, of know? course, yeah. And it's just another money grab. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that he really enjoys doing uh, stage plays. And that's something that he's really, really wanted to do. Like, for example, Hateful Eight, when it was leaked by, supposedly leaked by Kurt Russell. Mm. Really? Yeah, it was. His script was the one that was leaked to the public. Why would he do that? Maybe just got stolen, stolen things like that, leaving it in the wrong location, Mm. whatever. Um, Supposedly that was leaked, and um, he got really down about it, Tarantino, and he decided that he was going to turn it into a stage play. And then as further progressed, he was like, you know what? I'm going to do the movie. He goes, fuck what anyone else says. If they already know what the story is or whatever, I'm doing the movie anyway. But I could see he, he that then... Ruined it, that ruined it for you because you read the script. No, I, it, it didn't completely ruin it. What I had read with the script... I read Django before. Oh, was it? Um, I the movie it as well. Eight. Okay. Hateful Eight was, I found, not as good because the script was felt more concise and Hateful Eight felt long. You know what I mean? So the script felt like, I think it was like 120 pages or something, which is short for his movies. Mm. He's Django Unchained was a 180 or 190 page script. Wow. And they cut 40 minutes from 40 pages from the movie, which was Jonah Hill played a character where, um, what's her name? The, the lo- love interest? Yeah, they cut that out. Eh? Yeah. yeah. She goes off to someone else before candy before she sold to candy right and actually lives with this old man whose son is like um has like a mental disability mm-hmm. and the son's played by jonah hill yeah. 
And she actually starts falling in love with the son and has a pretty happy life mm. until the, the old man has debts with Candy, if I remember. Yep. And he gets killed by Candy and Candy takes her. Right. So if I like that part of the script for that. But when it came for Hateful Eight, it felt like Reservoir Dogs in a cabin. And when you watch the movie, you get that, but it's so stretched out because it's so long that it wasn't as fun for me than the script. Mm. So that was kind of why. It's the next one, isn't it? Django. Django's Django's next one. Then Hateful Eight. Mm. I pretty much know all those movies. Well, not Django. This one and Django are now pretty much off by heart. Yeah, Like scene for scene. This movie, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our final thoughts. Declan, Mm -hmm. I'll start with you. Yeah. No, I, I, I really, really like this one. Um, I can't. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard for me to do my rankings because this this one and Kill Bill Volume Two sit pretty equally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's it's really really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I don't really, I've, I've sort of said little criticism yep. here and there, but I, I would rather close it off by just saying I thoroughly enjoyed watching it again, and I'll watch it again in the future without a worry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember last week you were like. I'm really interested to now get into Inglorious Bastards because you were starting to get that feeling of fatigue fatigue from Tarantino mm. and the fact that it's a monologue and I things still, like that. If I'm being honest, I still do feel that and I still don't love Tarantino as much as I did when I was younger. There's something right. iffy about him to me now. I can't are, we destroying, it. are we destroying our own filmmakers no, by doing I was, the reviews? No, I was already, I was already <laughs> there with him. I, I think, I know that like, because that, the deep dive or the digging deep that I did last week about the car crash of Uma, there's something there. That's actually another thing I meant to bring up. Yeah. It's these things that he does, and I get that this is like these Uber artists, and maybe I just don't understand the work that they put in and stuff like that. But you know the strangling scene? Oh, yeah. Do you Again, know, do you I know mentioned it, yeah. That he was doing that? That yeah. was Tarantino? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was his hands, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's like Mel Gibson does the same thing, like in Passion of the Christ. That was his hand that hammered the, the, the nails in. The nails in. in. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Directors I get do that. It's weird because on one front, it's like uh, he doesn't want anyone else to do it. No, but he says because because he goes, oh, it just annoys me whenever I watch people getting strangled in movies. It doesn't look like they're getting strangled. And he's like, so I'm going to do it because I know it would be the safest way. Because he said this on the Graham Norton show. I remember it. And he's like, oh, so I'm like, I'm really going to strangle you just for like a little bit while we get this shot. And I'm like, but here's the thing, man. Like, And this is where it's just like he's, he's on another a, plane. He's a creep. Yeah. But like... Uh, is anyone going to walk away from that movie and be like, it didn't look like she was really getting strangled? I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you get the concept of it. Oh, That's oh, it. She looked like she was She's getting strangled. She's getting strangled, yeah. 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 For I know sure. that, but like... Yeah. I've, I'm well, not... look at Uma Thurman in that scene yeah. in yeah. Kill yeah. Volume 1. Yeah. Holy shit, her eyes are going red. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, 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 deep down, I don't know if he's weird of me saying this, but I feel like he loved doing that. He, Probably. I don't want to... That's conjecture. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. But you know what I mean? I reckon he's just a creepy dude, man. And I reckon if he does go, if he passes before our time, I reckon there's going to be heaps of shit kind of come out. I wouldn't I would not be there, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to say it away. There's, nah. something, there's something in that yeah. stuff. That it's, I know what you're saying, yeah. 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 But it's, it's, again, this movie's really good. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. Your final thoughts. Yeah, and... um. I, Pretty much, well, that was that. <laughs> you looking blaming us? I was like, I was like, well, I didn't know. I thought it was someone's fingers going. Oh no, that was, that was a drum roll. I know, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was the ghost from. Have you seen? Not heard what it was called. <laughs> things heard, not <laughs> seen. Heard and seen. Stupid things man. heard and seen. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is good. It's not as good as Kill Bill Two for me. Right. Uh, again, because of the cinema scenes, but right. it's still a bloody good movie. And um, this is an eight out of ten for me. It's more of a, a mega memorable scenes that sit with me over time. Um, yeah, like I said, if they if he cut down on some of that cinema stuff, then yeah. it probably would have been a nine. Right. Uh, up there with Kill Bill 2. That's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, obviously nitpicking. Um, but yeah, man, I still think he's, at this point, he's still on his A game. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely in his peak. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, Dan. Yeah. But from here, look, going forward, I still think the others are around the score. Really? Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah that I could see that sitting similarly. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. For me, uh, I think. Inglorious Bastards is actually look. This is the thing. There's movies I know I like more than others. I like Kill Bill one and two as a package more than I like Inglorious Bastards. But I know which movie is better. Inglorious Bastards is a better film to me. I think it's just all round. It's more. It's well paced. It's shot nicer. It, it keeps you intrigued. It's a little bit more mature. So I think as a film, it is actually a better movie. But I don't like it as much as the other two. Because I think, as I've said it before, Kill Bill sits uh, nicely in the realm of him being cheeky and being, you know, uh, journeying into being mature as a director. And I think that's my favorite Tarantino. Um, so I'm going to give this an 8.5 like Kill Bill Volume 2. Um, but if I was to like say like what do I think is the number one Kill Bill uh, number one Tarantino movie ever created so far, I would sit Inglorious first. Um, but hmm. but I think my enjoyment process is Kill Bill. So that's it. Eight point five. Okay. Yeah. Odd, but okay. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because yeah. it's funny. I, I see. I see you, what you're it, going it, for. It's yeah. funny because uh, I was driving home last night and I was thinking about. It. I was driving home from my partners and I was like, "Look, I know that Pulp Fiction is rated the highest on like a lot of sites. You know, Pulp Fiction is the thing that changed cinema history in a way, and that's what's you know such a, a big drive towards the next portion of cinema." Um, then I was thinking, but out of all the movies he's done, I think the the movie that is stands out the most to me as being the best film of his is Inglorious Bastards. I just don't like it as much as I enjoy watching Kill Bill. Mm. And and that's kind of like it's it's like knowing the movie that's better, but knowing that you don't enjoy it as much. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah, pretty much enough. it. Yeah. yeah. Movies that you like that yeah. are like technically maybe not as good and stuff like that, but yeah. you just like them more. That's mm. just that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. So that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's it. Dan, do you, well, we'll go through our scores next on the last one yeah, on yeah. Hollywood. Mm. All right. I think that covers our Inglorious Bastards mm. review. You've been listening to Neon Radio Podcast. I'm Reese. I'm Dan. This might be our finest podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah, have a good week. Respect.